going on, good people? I want to welcome you into the first inaugural episode of the Broad Street Brothers podcast. I'm waiting for my partner in crime over here to look at me and like, nigga, stop using big technical terms to try and make yourself sound smart. But I am one of your hosts. It's your boy, B, and always with me. You can always usually find him with me. It's my brother, King Wilk. What's yeah, going on? Yeah. So what's up, Wilk? Not much, Ugly. How you doing? I, I I can't call it. I mean, like you said, big words. You use big words. Is this? Let's you know. You got to keep it plain for some folk. Hey, hey, you. Go. I ain't as educated as you. <laughs> he go with the jokes already. Well, again, we want to welcome you guys. Thank you for checking us out. Um, you know, this is this is something new for us. This is something. I don't think Brandon ever thought about doing this. Or I'm sorry, not at let all. me say King Wilk. Yes, don't be using my government like that. <laughs> Ever thought about doing this? Got um, people out here looking for me. You ain't got nobody looking for you. Hey, Only you person checking know. for you is you know who. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. No, but I, I've never thought about doing this. This is um, when you came up with the idea. I said, you know what? Let's run with it. Yeah. Now, now, originally, I will tell you. I think I told you this, but um, <clears throat> originally, I wanted Danielle to help me do the podcast we did have that conversation okay okay i didn't know if i had told you that or not. we talked about that all right well originally it was supposed to be my wife and i wanted me and my wife to do kind of a marriage kind of uh relationship type podcast but uh her shy behind decided well i ain't doing that so during the pandemic i put it on hold but it you know it never it never left the back of my mind i always kind of was like I still want to do this. And, you know, it's not really I'm not really doing it for to be like, oh, I'm trying to get rich. This is what I'm trying to do to make buku bucks, because if anybody started a podcast, you the behind the scenes uh, of everything you got to do to start actually making money. It, it's, a, it's a lot more than you think. Look, man, we got nine to fives. All right. <laughs> we work. Exactly. We work during the week. We, we can't be doing everything like everybody else. Exactly. So after, uh, you know, checking out a couple of my favorite podcasts um, and watching some of my friends who actually have podcasts and listening to their podcasts, I was like, man, I just need to go ahead and do it. And I can't think of anybody else better to do it with than with my brother. So get ready because our kids always tell us, y'all need to do something. Y'all be on the phone talking way too much. Y'all always be laughing and joking and loud and everything. So hopefully we'll be able to bring you guys that. I promise you, you're going to laugh every episode. Because with me, I'm always joking with this one. Yeah, he always cracking jokes. Trust me, if he could say most of the jokes that he want to say, y- y'all would probably be dying in your car, at home, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. This is a family-friendly show. So I have to... Got to scale some of that back. Got to bring it back just a little bit. But I still got something for you. I don't, I don't know if family friendly is going to be the exact type of show. It's, <laughs> it's going to be some shit we're going to talk about. Oh, of course. But, um, yeah, so uh, let, let's let's get into it, man. I mean, so, I mean, first thing we're going to talk about today is the versus battle. Now, this is, for anybody who doesn't know what versus is, Versus was an idea that was brought together by super producers Timberland and Swiss Beats. And this started, I think it even started before the pandemic. 
the idea was out there before the pandemic, yeah. and then when the pandemic hit, it was just, it just took off. Yeah. Okay. So this started before the pandemic with them. They, I guess, playing around. They always been like, "Yo, I got the hottest tracks." No, I got the hottest tracks. Oh, I'm the super dope producer. I'm the super dope producer. So during the pandemic, they came and they decided, "Yo, let's." try and build something off of what we had already do and it started on instagram and it's turned into a i think it's a multi-billion dollar business yeah, no, right now they 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 out here they getting that bread yeah yeah so they get into that they get into that booger it's crazy they didn't have some good ones but um this previous week was uh fat joe fat joe from the bx bronx yeah versus ja rule it's murder Look at this fool already. He, he cutting up already. So for most people, most people, you probably, I wouldn't be surprised if you know Fat Joe more now today than you did from back in the day. Because back in the day, I want to say he wasn't as popular. People would probably say he was on Big Pun's coattails when in actuality it was the other way around. Joe was actually pretty popping before Big Pun, uh, you know, blew up like we know Big Pun for blowing up. So uh, it was a lot of things that Joe played on Tuesday where I was like, mm, dog, you you got other stuff. Like, you, you, Ja Rule got hits, but you got other stuff that I felt like he could counteract Joe with. I saw tumbleweeds rolling across the stage on some of Joe's joints. I ain't going to hold you. I sat and I watched it. And Ja Rule, he just came out with the energy from the get-go. Like, he came out, he had the song playing. And Joe was like, wait, what are we doing? He was like, I'm like, oh, you shook already. Like, it's, I said, it's trouble in Denmark. Like, you you got to get this one together. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was definitely, definitely real. I, I think Joe thought he was doing a lot more than he was doing. And he definitely was not. He definitely was not that the very first song for anybody who watched it um, was off of a solo project he did. And that was back in 1993. And then he jumped into some hardcore underground cuts. And I'm like, Joe, if anybody, you know, really mess with you, they know these joints. But I was six in 93, bro. Six. Was he six. Yes, I was six in 93. I wasn't listening to Fat Joe. I was trying to figure out when the, when I could get the new Power Rangers Megazord. Six? <laughs> Come on, Joe. Uh, yeah, I guess that's right. Dang. Yeah, that, you're right. That would have been right. You would have been six. So I'm like, dog, this is not working just from the giddy up. So I'm I'm sitting here, and, and I'm like, all right, Fat Joe, you're going to come with some stuff because – like I said, Joe got some he got some Ja Rule type records. He he got some records where you just like, all right, you ain't really a, a thug. You trying to cater to the ladies. And it and if anybody knows music, you got your street shit and then you got everything else. Mm-hmm. And people will go, Well, what's everything else? Everything else is your party shit, is your your lady shit. And then just your, your your radio stuff, your your feel good, boppy radio hits, and and all rappers got them, and some of them got more than others. <laughs> ja Rule, pretty thug. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole time 
throughout the whole show, he was pretty much calling himself. I mean, I'm the singing rapping nigga. That, that's that's what I, he said. that's who I am. I sing and I rap. That's it, Joe. I sing and I rap. Yeah, he was like, "Yo, I ain't trying to be tough. I'm not that tough." He was like, "But there I were there there were some funny moments in the verses, like when Joe." Bought Ashanti and Remy back on stage, and you wanted to give him Hermes bags. Like, I mean, you could have did that after. And then Joe kept calling the people that Ja Rule was gonna bring out. He kept calling them dusty bitches. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that because it was it's a little backlash <laughs> out of that one. But um, so yeah, Ja Rule comes out, and if if anybody's a fan of Ja Rule, he comes out. He plays the Murder Inc. intro, and he's pumped, and he like, yo, I'm ready, like. And you got to remember, back in the day, people used to call Ja Rule the little DMX until he started doing all that singing. Because if if you go back and you look, there's an album before uh, Vinny Vidi Vici. There's an album, and it's actually a collab album. It's him, DMX, and Jay-Z. And if you got your hands on this album, there's some, there's some cuts on there. You like, oh. And they were supposed to actually form a super group, I think. Um, I think they was actually supposed to be the original Murder Inc. before Irv Gotti had them being, you know, the original Murder Inc. So I think that's what I th- don't hold me to that. Y'all can look it up yourself, but I believe that's what was supposed to be, you know, what we know as Murder Inc. today. That'd have been crazy. Can you imagine Jay, DMX, and Ja Rule? You ain't got to have no females on the tracks. Shout out to all the women who can sing because you got John Rule singing and then you got X barking at people and Jay with the wordplay. That would have been sick. Yeah, well, I mean, one of my favorite John Rule records is uh, It's Murder. And just the the beat for that song, the way DMX come on and growling. And I got to give it to Ja Rule. He ain't as good as X and Jay, but, uh, you know, he held his own on that track. And uh, it's another one. I cannot think of the name of it right now. I will get back to y'all with the name of it. But um, it's another one where all three of them was spitting. And, you know, it was pretty dope. And I forget I forget what the fallout was to why the group never happened. And it, it may have been because of Irv Gotti. But anyway, so he, he played that. And I'm like, okay, we, we you know, it's like, 2-0 and Fat Joe yelling at him talking about he, he blew his load early and I'm like dog the two records you played so far don't nobody know and then he Ja Rule just went into his hits and I'm just like you alright Joe come on throw a hit throw one out there Fat Joe tried to he, he tried to bully him though he tried he tried to do what Kiss did to the dip set that's exactly what I told you and I, I, he tried it it failed miserably like, Yo, you, you not kiss. You can't come in here and bring your your street stuff because not too many people. One, not too many people know you unless you're really hardcore from New York. Um, two, not too many people listen to your street shit. I mean, when we was coming up, how many how many Fat Joe songs had did you hear on underground mixtapes? None. Exactly. Not really, how many not Fat either. Joe freestyles did you hear on underground mixtapes? I used to think that song Twins was a freestyle, but I realized that's an actual track that him and Pun did. Yeah, it's an like that's track. like, but that, honestly, that's probably my favorite Fat Joe 
track right there. That like they killed that jaw. Well, no. See, my my favorite is um, and it's not a popularly known. It's on y'all want to listen to it. It's on the album Jealous One Still Envy. Um, it's called Fight Club, and it's uh, Fat Joe. Uh, it's Fat Joe UG. Is it UGK? I just listened to that in the car too on the way up here. Who who's it's Fat Joe UG? Is it UGK? I'm about to tell you. Yeah, he about to look it up. But anyway, that's probably one of my my favorite Fat Joe songs. Now, mind you, I didn't. First of all, I didn't when I went and looked Joe up. I didn't realize he had as many albums as he does. Like he's used that Jose title for like four albums. Like there's an album called Jose. Uh huh. And then you got Jealous One Still Envy. Yep. Which, you know, is Jose. That was 95. And then you got Jose 2. So it's crazy because he had a Jealous One Still Envy in 95. Okay. He had another one, Jealous One Still Envy, in 01. Okay. Then he had um, Jealous One Still Envy again in 2009. Yeah, see, so. So You got three albums all named the same? Right, but. You got to look at how it is. So, like, that first Jose album is just Jose. And then the second one is Jealous One Still Envy. And then, like, in parentheses, it's Jose. And then I forget what – what's the third one look like? The third one is, like – I think it's almost kind of like the same thing. It's the the same thing. Jealous One Still Envy. And that song that you're talking about is M.O.P. and P.D. Pablo. It's M.O.P. and P.D. Pablo. It's one of my favorite songs. It's one of my like ultimate pump up songs. Um, if I ever want to listen to the album, that that that's the song I go to first. I don't listen to the, the radio hit on it or anything. You know, I, that's my song on that album. Now, mind you, I knew about Fat Joe back in the day, but I didn't know about him as. I guess I'd probably say as good as I know him, you know, now. So, um, when Brandon was, when King Wilk was younger. Man, you put my government out here <laughs> one more again and we going to have some problems. Well, you, you, you got to remember, I'm used to calling you by your government. Yeah, but see, I don't call you by your government. Yeah, I know. You got a ton of different names. Yep. Me. So, if y'all hear him call me like three different things, it, it's just as many nicknames he got for me. So anyway, when King Woke was younger, um, you know, and I, I want to say he was trying to find himself in music, trying to like really find what he liked, what he what he wanted to listen to and things like that. He bought Fat Joe's album, the Don Carter Gina album. Now, Adios to Miana. <laughs> now, at the time he bought that album, I was in a totally different lane of music Fat Joe wasn't even on my radar. I thought the album wasn't even that decent. Um, I did like the the Don Cartagena single, but other than that, I was just like, yeah, this is, this is trash. I don't know what, what the hell he's listening to. I'm like, I've given you like blueprints for music of shit you should listen to. Why are you listening to this? Tried to play me, man. I'm like, what? Like this, this, like this right here. I'm like, no, this is this is it right here. Yeah, yeah. And he 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 swore me. Now he I get sometimes he doesn't learn me about some music, but uh, most of the times it's me teaching him. But um, anyway, so like I said, when Fat Joe started going in to to playing tracks, 
we like seven tracks in, and I'm like, no Don Cartagena. No, uh, what's that other song on that album? Uh, so yeah, yeah, it was Don Cartagena. He had that. And then it was, let's see. He had a couple drums. He had one drone on there. It was John Blaze, the drone with him, Nas, and John. Um, yeah, I wouldn't call that, but I wouldn't call that like a, a radio. I think he had one more that was like a radio. Uh, Walk on by him and Charlie Baltimore. No. Uh, 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 let me see. Let me see. Now you, so oh, you, bet your man can't do it. Yeah, like, that one. Like, tr- uh, Trill. Triz. Triz. Yeah, okay. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, him so and that, pun. that was a big joint because Big Pun was popping then. So everybody was like, oh, Big Pun on this joint. And and it played on the radio. It it was a it was a radio hit. So I'm like, why you ain't play that joint? Why you ain't play the Don Cartagena joint? I mean, you know, you friends with Puffy, you could granted Puff probably wasn't in New York. And that's something else we're gonna talk about in a minute. But um, I'm like, you got that joint, and then you go to the Jose album, and you got it's a couple Jones on there, and then you know later in your career you got other joints. So I'm like, you you got joints to match the Ja Rule. Meanwhile, Ja Rule he was just he, killing them. He's just dropping dropping hits track. after hit, and he told him he said, "I'm gonna give you hits all night long." And right. L- Literally, he came through with song after song, and I was sitting there watching. And I'm like, "Damn, I forgot about this joint." And that, like every song that that uh, Ja Rule played, I'm like, "Wait a minute!" Like, oh. and then Joe would play a song, and I'm just like, "Right, like I told, uh, like I told you, see." So now he didn't watch it the day of; he watched it prior to us recording this. But he, so he saw the whole thing. And uh, I told him, I was like, you know, I was falling asleep, dog. I was, I was like, don't get me wrong. Through Joe songs. Like, like, like real talk, I was fast forwarding the YouTube video through the, like, I would hear what song Joe was going to play. And I'm just like, I fast forward through to get to the next Ja Rule song. Like, yeah, that, that's how it was. That was literally <laughs> like, yo, I'm like, <laughs> all right, Joe, come on. Just, just play something else and move on. But no, like he said, Ja Rule was just killing this fool. Every every thing Joe thought he threw at him, he was like, "I got you, hit." And it was like, I think somebody need to let Joe understand uh, what he need to do here. Like, and I mean, they even took a break. And before they took a break, they said Ja Rule still had two songs to do. He did one song and was like, "Yo, I'm cool. Let's take this break." And you was like, all right, maybe somebody in Fat Joe ear, like, yo, when we go out there, we just need to drop all your hits. Like, everything you got. Because <laughs> at that point, you was getting your ass whooped. And what did Joe keep saying? He was like, the classics aren't something. Like, he just kept shouting something random all night long. Like, the classics aren't this. And he was like, I got hits. And it's like, if you got hits, play them. Yeah, I mean... Like he he got hits, but I I felt like Joe was trying to be more relevant to his new stuff than he was to his old stuff. And I'm like, like I talked, I think I told you this the other day was verses don't really have a structure, and maybe they need to get a structure for certain people. Like that kiss dipset thing, 
<laughs> kissing them, they they do their thing. They can go street. They can go to the arenas. They can do that. And surprisingly or not, Dipset, Dipset was like the fat Joe in this battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. It just wasn't prepared or didn't have an understanding of what needed to be done. Because Dipset, you know, they got some spitters. Um, it'd probably be up for debate. Anybody listening to this who really listens to music would probably be like, yeah, Cameron can freestyle, but you you probably thinking about the computers pewed and all that. You'd be like, he'd be rhyming like that. When if you go back, you got to listen to some of Cameron's old freestyles and realize Cam can really spit. But um, Jewel's is probably the second best rapper, if not the best rapper at this point in the group. Uh, his first album was ridiculous. And then he got a, a mixtape called The King of New York. Uh, where he just spit, and it's a song on there called "The King of New York," where he pretty much just murdered the beat. But um, so yeah, Fat Joe was the dipset of this battle, and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, and after the break, you like, all right, somebody gonna talk to him, somebody gonna get in his ear, somebody gonna say something. Somebody gonna take over and just start playing shit he don't even want to play. <laughs> you know that's that's what you hoping. Like, hey, hey, that's not what we queued up. But listen, this is looking bad. And I, I found it. He said yesterday's hits are not today's hits. But you can't say that and then play a song from '95. You gotta if you say that. The only song that he played that was relevant was the uh, the Joe and Sunshine. Which that's a dope track. It's a nice look. It got a nice ring, nice melody. It's a club one. But it's a banger, you know, but like yesterday's hits are not today's hits. But my man, anything that anything, everything Joe played had somebody on it. Remy saved his life all night long. All night long. Like Josh said, Remy's the hardest nigga in his camp. (laughs) And it's the truth. When when I say if if it probably wasn't for the Remy Ma songs. uh, All right. I'm going to say it. If it wasn't for the Remy Ma songs, I don't think I would have been interested anymore. That's I'm like, because I knew, I kind of already knew what the hell Ja Rule was going to play. Like, it's a couple songs that's like off limits now. Like, they both got joints with R. Kelly. That, <laughs> that's a no That is, uh, <laughs> they bangers. Clink, clink, that's <laughs> locked down. No, you can't, you can't bring that out the crate. No. Yeah, they definitely got, both got joints with R. Kelly that are bangers. Uh, but, uh, you know, with R. Kelly where he is now and what he done done, those is off limits. So, but even with that, like I said, there is still shit in the catalog. Absolutely. That you, you could have played and you just chose to to not play it. And at the end, you sitting there going, you're going to tell everybody, oh, uh, I only battled Ja Rule because he couldn't find somebody or I didn't know nobody who could match up with him hit for hit. You didn't match up with him hit for well, hit. Well, what the fuck did you do? What did you think was going to happen, sir? I mean, you pretty much just stood there and walked around the stage. My name's Joe Crack, yo. I still get money. It's uh, Crack, BX Bronx, Task Squad. Yeah, like, yeah my man. you know what I mean? And so it was like you didn't do anything. The best part of that versus was the last song when they did New York. And, I mean, you could just feel – you knew Kiss was going to come out. But, like, when he came out and the crowd goes wild, he does his thing – 
Kiss is hands down the MVP of Versus. And he ain't got to be on there to be the MVP. He done been on there three times, and every time he's on there, he steals the show. Well, shit, I said, I said to myself that y'all just need to give Kiss a fucking just a versus by himself. That's kiss, it. Kiss versus Kiss. That's it. And let that nigga go in. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like he said, when he did the battle with Fab, the nigga was in his bag. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong, Fab. They was going back and forth. They was and they was having fun with it. Yeah. They, but drunk kiss was drunk kiss became a thing. <laughs> so yep. That's so true. niggas know that. And then he came out and he murdered the fucking locks. The locks was all business. This is listen. Him and Fab was having fun. They yeah. were just enjoying each other. The locks was strictly business. They when they went in there with Dipset, it was like, all right, listen. There's no listen. The gloves are off. They took a freestyle from that night, and now that's that's they turn it into a track. Yeah, well, I mean, they, like they got a uh, what's the name of the song on the first Locks album, which was an, a freestyle for Kiss, and it, it just made it to the album. So that that, that just tells you uh, how good an artist he is, how good a freestyle he is. You know, he the boy is just all around. So, like you said, end of the night. You if if you like I said if you if you know Fat Joe you know Ja Rule you knew the big closing moment the big hurrah the big hey we did it hey here's the let's let's get everybody going was gonna be Ja Rule's track uh, New York so I already knew Kiss was gonna come out Fat Joe got a part on it Ja Rule got a part on it and and they wrapped the night up with that and. With that said, you know, it was a night. and I'm, But I was sitting there just like, yeah, this could have been a lot better. I'm like, I don't know who you saving those hits for because. It's the same thing we said after the the, um, the Locks Dipset joint. Like, that could have been a thousand times yeah, better. But, I, I, but Kiss, made, Kiss made that what it was. And Kiss I, and the Locks made that what it was. I feel like, but see, I feel like with Dipset, like. And I'm a dipset listener. I ain't going to deny it. Um, if I want to say if they was more prepared, because you could just look at them. It, it looked like nobody knew what the fuck they was going to do. When it was time to play a song, everybody kind of still walking around, looking like, do we going to play that joint? And then, you know, they was trying to shit talk, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Not to mention, it's like a million niggas on the stage. Like, I don't understand what was going on with that. They was like, "You gotta get them off the stage." Well, that's Dipset. Have you ever been? Have you ever seen Dipset perform? Them niggas just got a ton of niggas that just come with them. They don't know. They don't roll nowhere. I want to say without a less than a hundred motherfuckers. <laughs> that's just. It's like what you do with them. I hold the towel for the man that hold the towel to hold the towel. It, it, oh, okay. So you the third towel holder down the line. Yeah, man. You know, holding towels been in my family for a long time. A long, long time. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it, it was an okay battle. It wasn't one of the better ones. Um, but it, it, it was okay. You know, I can't, I can't do what the fuck they do, so... Mm-hmm. But I can sit here and critique the shit. This is very true. So, what would you say has been the best verses to date? The best verses to date. Hmm. 
So you got to think about all the different ones that they. Yeah, have. I know. All right, uh, so I'm, 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 I'm a shit. Yeah, you put me on the spot. Didn't yeah, I? I did, didn't I? Uh, let's see. Don't worry, I don't have an answer to that one either. All right, so so far we've had Fat Joe versus Ja Rule. You've had the Locks and Dip set, Ashanti and Keisha I Cole. I know. Which okay, one go ahead. Sneak, uh, sneak. DMX and Snoop. That DMX and Snoop is probably. That or Method Man and Red Man. And the Method Man and Red Man is probably a more of a personal thing because yeah, you, you, I, I'm listen. a stand yeah, for, you are. for both of them. Yeah, so, you are. You yeah, ain't so, even got the I, – I know I, – I, look, if you said that or Raekwon Ghostface, like, yeah, that, that I, I know – like, I know yeah, you – Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I like Rain Ghost, but – you know, you know me yeah, and my you're, personality. You're meth, you're, you're meth, meth and, and red. Meth and, meth and red. I remember them it's days you used to take me to school in a little Ford Escort, but then we blasting stuff out the trunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, my for me, it was Fab, Fab and Jada. I mean, and the DMX and Snoop Joint was was good, was was good. But you know, I was, I liked the mixtape scene. You put me on to that, and you know, I banged with Fab. <laughs> I bang with Jada too, and I mean, I, I was like, that's one of probably one of the first ones that I watched. I listened to some of the other ones, but the Fab and Jada joining me was probably my favorite. Like, I still play that playlist that Apple made in the truck. So okay, yeah, yeah. Snoop, Snoop, and DMX is probably my probably my number one, and then like I said, uh, Meth and Red, they'd probably be a close a close second. So. But um, what would you say your favorite versus is? Uh, so well, I mean, you. I guess you did just say you said Fab and Jaden is probably your favorite. Yeah, that was probably my favorite. I like the John P. Key and Kurt Franklin joint too. Okay, the listen versatile with the music, <clears throat> like it all, like rap, gospel, you name it, I like it for the yeah. most part. But that's your fault though. And it's not really your fault well, in a bad really way. Both. It's I, it's your fault in a good way because you put me on to some stuff. Like, you know, I got I got I got my tracks like my little country tracks, and I got my little rock tracks. You know, I think Evanescence that bring me to life thing. That's probably like one of my favorite <laughs> alternative songs to listen to. Um, I'll ride around the hood blasting that joint. I don't care. You can look at me crazy if you want to. Yeah, well, you can attribute that to our mother. So, so and, and most of y'all who who have that. That music knowledge, that wide range of music, you can probably attribute to your mother getting up on Saturday mornings, getting your bucket, getting your scrub brush, cleaning the baseboards, you know, vacuuming the floor or sweeping the floor, whatever you had, and your mom putting on uh, Patti LaBelle or Gladys Knight or Phyllis Hyman or something, something like that. You know, definitely. Mom was listening to the oldies, but she wasn't listening to no Evanescence. Well, no, she wasn't listening. <laughs> so, I contribute that to you because you just you that, you, you that, bridged out the box, and yeah. then you know. Well, part, you got to man, I, part of your environment. And I try to instill that on my kids is like, don't bottle your neck, don't you know, bottle yourself into one type of genre of music. Listen to different genres of music because you get different perspectives of different people. You also. uh you might find some shit that you you like, man. This your this go hard, man. Like I wouldn't think it go this hard, and don't be afraid about showing it because I I definitely have no fear. I you might catch me riding around listening to some shit, and you be like, what in the world? What is this big motherfucker riding around? This big black to? guy riding around listening to this punk rock. Like, yo, cause I was I was on the block yesterday, saw this big ass motherfucker listening to some country. 
coming out scum. Hey man, yeah, you gotta get you, some. You gotta get some Tim McGraw, some Faith Hill in there every now and then. <laughs> you never know. I mean, you, you know, know, but you know the crossover. Like you know what, what my favorite Jay Z CD is. Yeah, it, and it's arguably like it's an underrated CD because it's only four songs on it, mm-hmm. but like it's pure fire. That Collision Course with Linkin Park. Mm-mm. Yes, that is Mm-mm. definitely a good album. That thing hit different. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. So, real quick, back to the verses. So during the verses, there was a super producer who called out. A, I'm gonna say super producer, but people might be up in arms because this is the debate going on now. So JD, um, and let me run it back a little more. So watching Fat Joe's Instagram live last night, and I actually meant to tag you in this so you could see it. I saw bits and pieces of it today. It was him, Snoop, JD, and Puff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't catch the Puff part. I missed the Puff part, so I got to see the Puff part this morning, um, you know, when he shared the live. So apparently, uh, and I forget which verses it was, but Puff was in the comments saying something to the effect of, you know, JD – can't JD come see me or JD let's set this up and when he said it JD you know either never replied or he was like nah I'm good or or whatever now um I guess JD is ready and if if you've watched versus enough or you've watched it in the last couple you kind of know this is their marketing scheme so it, it it's going to happen it's going to be JD versus Puff but JD was at the garden on Tuesday. JD called out Puff. You know, he was like, come on down to the garden. Yo, let's set it up. We could do it right now. And Puff pretty much told him, uh, yeah, little nigga, you can't see me. Uh, get Dre on the phone, and then I'll think about it. But, see, the thing is, like, see, when somebody says that, like, I look at it like this. If you say get this person on the phone, that means you probably tried and you failed. Puff and with JD and Diddy, like JD has worked with a lot of people, and so is Puff. But like, if you just think about like Atlanta, like how many ludicrous tracks did he produce? You know how many CDs Ludacris got with bangers? Like he could just go on verses with that alone. Okay, now here's yeah. see. I, I was waiting for this. This is what I was waiting for. So, like we said, on Fat Joe, Fat Joe does an Instagram live show. I think it's like every Thursday or something like that. Puff was on, JD was on, they was talking their shit. And Puff was, you know, pretty much like, you know, what you gonna play? So he started out with he played victory in the background. And JD was like, "Oh, it's mediocre," and I'm like, "Um, victory's a that victory's a hard ass track. <laughs> I, like, I wouldn't call <laughs> victory a mediocre track, but victory but, is victory is that listen, victory is that song. But you you talk your shit, JD. And then uh, what did he play? Uh, I think he played Puff played Hypnotize, and I'm like, mm, Hypnotize go hard too." So I'm like, and and meanwhile, Snoop and Fat Joe are egging this on. They're, you got JD, to. play some. Come on. You know, hit him with something. 
just you know hit him show him you ain't scared and jd nah nah i i ain't playing it i i ain't doing it i you know i'll save it for the real thing here come puff again now this time i think he played um not i'm going down uh what is that what's the remake uh why can I think of the damn song right now? It's my favorite. Even though it's a remake, it's my one of my favorite Mary J. Blige songs. Um, damn it, I cannot think of it. But anyway, he played that, and JD was like, you know, Puff, tell me when you sold ten million off of an R and B artist because you know you haven't done it. And so they went a little back and forth, and that. So I say that to say it's I think it's showing up that it's going to be them too. That's usually how versus built it. You know, it makes it seem like they got some kind of beef or like they disagree and just just to get the hype going, get the people talking. And trust me, they talking. So as King Wook was alluding to, JD got tracks. I mean, now here here's the thing that people are uh, are, are are like coming at Puff for, and like I said, versus doesn't have a set rule structure to say if you didn't push the buttons, then it's not your song. You know, or you not the you not a real producer. So that <coughs> JD kind of started that shit, you know, and said, you know, I produce tracks, I write songs. He's like, I don't just arrange them. And I'm like, okay, but arrangement on a song is, is is necessary too. So you could get a producer title off of that. But people are going, they're taking it. They're they're taking it and they're running with it and going, oh, Puff don't push no buttons. Puff ain't no producer. Puff ain't dog. Versus don't say you had to push the buttons. Versus say. B, get your 20 tracks. King, get your 20 tracks. Come to the table, and we're going to lay them shits out, and we're going to see what they hitting for. I always wondered about that, though, because, like, even, like, with Fat Joe, like, he was playing big pun songs. Like, I mean, it was a tribute to pun, but, and Dry was like, dude, that's not your song. He was like, I produced it. So, I mean, if it's just a matter of you producing the song, then, I mean. Right, so. I got into this and, and I was telling somebody this on Facebook, um, you know, just with the roster that bad boy had, we, we, we ain't even talking about anything outside of bad boy. Just with bad boy. I think Puff could wash his ass. I, I, I hear you on that. And but I mean, see, the, the right. problem is. So you look at it, you go. You know Big going to be the number one. Of, of course. You know Big going to be the of number course. one, okay? Then you're going to go Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. That, that's definitely your number two. I got somebody to come back with Mary J. Blige, though. You could bring Mariah Carey. There in. it is. Okay. Mariah. So you, that, that, that. You could bring yep. Mariah in. Um, but see, what you forget is, and a lot of people forget is, there's two versions of Honey. This is true. There's the bad boy version and the so-so deaf version. So if that comes up which one hits harder 
But all right, so you got Biggie, you got Mary, you got Faith, you got Total, you got 112, you got Black Rob, you got G Dep, you got the Locks' first album, uh, because it is a bad boy album. You got Sean's album. Now I ain't saying Sean's album was great or nothing, but it's a couple it's a couple hitters on there. Yeah, it is. Um then you got Puff's solo shit. And like I was uh I'm trying to get people to understand is if you go and you sit down and you make a list and you take like the best songs out of the fucking playlist would be ridiculous. I mean the playlist is gonna be insane anyway. And like you went down to Bad Boy Roger. So let's look at some of the artists that he's worked with. Cause they weren't all signed to So So Deaf. So you got Immature. Right. Hmm. TLC. Okay. Chris Cross. Okay. My favorite rapper in the back in the day. I was a Brat fan. Oh, I was her. a Brat fan oh, too. Yes. You Listen, Functify was that thing. Uh, he worked <laughs> with Run DMC, Escape, Bobby Brown, Shanice. Uh, of course, Mariah Carey. He's worked with L. DeBarge, Total, Escape. Um, you know, he's worked with MC Light. He even produced a track on Little Kim's uh, Hardcore CD. Oh, I, I completely forgot about Kim. You you got Kim on there. You know, that fucking edition, Hardcore CD is, is a classic. Johnny Gill, then Aaliyah come out, Houdini, the Braxtons. Like, like, they've worked with pretty much everybody in the business. So, I mean, it's, it's listen, you want to talk about, like, going hit for hit? They could literally sit there and for hours go hit for hit. Yeah, they they definitely could. So, and like I said, when you actually step outside of that box and you look at the shit Puff did, he produced uh, two songs on Jodeci's album. So, Come and Talk to Me, and then it's another one. And then he got the remixes on top of that. Um, He did uh, Cold Rocker Party with MC Light. You know, he got Heavy D Jones. He got a... I think it's is it Gladys Knight or is it Regina Bell? It's it's one of them. Forgot about Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge. But one twelve answers Jagged Edge. Well, that I was mean, my that was the answer. I mean, for, oh, and you know who you else know. I forgot about Mace. So now we're talking about Murder Mace, Mace, well, remember, Pastor Mace, or <laughs> Murder Murder Mace is before Harlem World Mace. Mm-hmm. This is true. Uh, and you know if anybody know Mace. You know he he wasn't happy with Puff because he made him change his style. Um, Usher. Okay, I give you Usher. Um, Usher Chris, Usher got some Christian. What was the boy Christian Dior or something? I think his name was. I don't know. On Bad Boy, but um, he a new singer. No, he was an older singer. I, I, I think so. that's his name. Something something like that. But Bow Wow's doggy bag, you know, or Bow Wow was yeah, with him. But then from. you got, I, and now that we keep going, you get Junior Mafia, you get. Uh, now I don't know if you get um, Harlem World. I don't know if Harlem World was signed to Mace via Bad Boy or was they signed directly to Bad Boy. But you get the band. You get uh, who else do you get? You get a lot of fucking people. But anyway. You know, so after people have moved on from, oh, Puff don't produce nothing, Puff don't do, 
And, and don't now listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting up here and saying JD can't hold his own and possibly beat Puff. But that bad boy roster is, is a lot to stand up against. It is. It, it is. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a it's a lot of fucking if you think about all right, so the difference in our age is like five years and some change. I'm okay. old, you're young. No, other way. You're old, I'm young. No, you said it right. You old, no, I'm no, young. No, 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 you're old. no. You can't take it back. You got more green in your beard than I do. It's on the record. You got more green your beard than I do. It don't matter. You didn't already told the people, you old, I'm young. So we're going to roll with that. Now, <laughs> coming up through my high school years and your middle school years, Bad Boy pretty much ran that shit. Yeah, this is this is like you know, up until like '96, when Jay got like big, mm-hmm. and then Rockefeller blew up. Late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it was nothing but Bad Boy, and no, So So Death was there because the Brat came out in '94. '94, '95, yeah, yeah, and everybody knew Criss Cross. That was, I think that was like '90 or something like that. But so I'm not saying JD can't wash him or even hold a candle to him. I'm just saying it's a little hard to stand up against that bad. And we're talking about just the bad boy roster. We're not even talking about shit he did outside the roster. I think because they both been in the game for so long, it's almost impossible for one to wash the other. Like some okay, like that. with that bad boy roster, Diddy's got an edge, but I don't think like there he he just flat out come out and give him you know a John Rule Fat Joe or a Locks Dipset. I think it'll be a back and forth kind of like the Kiss and Fab battle. Gotcha. Okay, I, I, and and that's fair. That I I think it'll end up because they actually. Uh, <clears throat> so if you think about it, if there had to be like a culminating song. To uh, and it, to their verses, and this is what makes me think it's going to happen. It's that JD kept telling Puff, you know, come to Atlanta, come to Atlanta. You know, if you want to do the come to Atlanta, well, the Welcome to Atlanta remix is JD. Yep, it's Puff. Yep. Is Snoop yep. and Murphy Lee. And Murphy Lee. So. And that verse from Puff was actually all right. I don't know if he wrote it himself or somebody wrote it with him. Probably not. But it was it was it was all right. Probably not. Um so that's that's another thing that leads me to think uh it's gonna be Puff versus JD for the next verses. And and I'm fine with that. Now they were saying Puff was calling out Dre. And some people were saying, oh, Puff will wash Dre. Nope. And I'm like, mm, I think Dr. Dre is in a totally different type of production uh, than Puff is. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to say it here, and it's on record. I don't care who is on that roster for Bad Boy. If you put Dr. Dre producer wise up against him, he's getting washed. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm saying it. He's getting 
washed. Yeah, and, and that's it. And and I think when I was talking about it is some people was misunderstanding when I said Puff versus JD is the better battle because you got to think how long Dre been in the fucking game. Mm-hmm. You saying what? This nigga getting ready to go back to NWA, and believe it or not, you know he produced some. I think he actually got some early Ice Cube credits from Cube's first album before they had to Fallen Out. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gonna bring a lot of shit. You talking about and, the, and his Death Row days, the late eighties, and right when Death Row ran shit in the early nineties. You got a bunch of Snoop and, and, stuff, and you know what? And Death Row even they was like top of the game early nineties. And then Death Row even stayed relevant through the whole Rockefeller shit, through Bad Boy. I mean, that was that was like the height of they fucking. And then don't forget, you gonna pull Eminem out the crate. Like, listen, yeah. Now, now, all right. Don't get me wrong. I'm an M fan. I love M. Old Eminem, not new Eminem. Even yeah, even old Eminem. You gotta think. I want to say there's a lot of people that bang with him, but you probably won't see them acknowledge that they bang with Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was listening to and like looking up Fat Joe shit the other day. I bumped into an Eminem track that I hadn't heard in years, and I was like, oh, I remember I used to love this track. So, but yeah, Dr. Drake to me would definitely, uh, would definitely watch Dre and even JD. Like, it's a lot. Like, world-class wrecking crew. Like, that's before I was born. That's before I was born. No, I was 85. You was a, you was a young pup. Yeah, but, but what the hell did I know about music then? No, 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 this is true. Like, you know, you I mean, the Easy e stuff, if, if you talk, the NWA stuff. The very like, first rap album I heard was... Um, NWA's album. That was the very first rap album I heard. Because before then, I, I didn't listen to any rap. I didn't really know anything about it, um, or anything like that. So I was like, when I finally, you know, heard NWA, that that just drew me in. Yeah. Plus, like, it's not just like the stuff that he produced like you gotta think he got he got songs himself like he got hits himself like the chronic oh hell yeah the, the chronic is a classic mm-hmm. i mean oh got your phone tap with like the with the firm yeah, yeah, the firm what? i mean yep look you 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 preaching to the choir that's why i said producer wise jd and puff match up because jd and puff cater to the people who buy tickets and mm-hmm. the people who buy tickets are mostly female. This is true. Niggas ain't most niggas ain't buying tickets unless they like really want to see you perform. Yeah, no, and this it, is true. That was with the Fat Joe thing. I was sitting up like Joe, you got to cater to the women. I'm like, you could hear when Ja Rule started singing stuff. Oh yeah, it was it, it was way more was women nut, in there than it was it, dudes. It was niggas in there, but it was just a bunch of chicks, and I'm like. He thought he was. He thought he was going to get that crowd. That like, and it's just, like honestly, the standard for verses now was going to be held to the locks and dipset. That's that's where that's the way that we're trending. I don't know if you're going to say locks and. Di- I want to say you're going to hold it 
you got to perform like the locks. You got to perform like the locks. I guess the only reason I say the standard is because all all the other ones there were no people. Like yeah. that was like well, uh, that's not true. I mean, if you well, go back to the first when it when it first started when we were still pandemic, it was all via Instagram live. So you didn't have yeah, um, it wasn't live. You didn't have people rooting for you or or being loud or anything like that. But we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. We will see if I'm correct. Uh, I got a feeling I am, but we'll have to wait and find out. So stay tuned. We'll keep you updated on that. Um, let's jump into the Eagles, man. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. Man. You know, How about last week? Everybody, oh, the Atlanta going, Atlanta going, blow the doors off the birds. The birds can't handle that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, nobody – the trash talk and the slander on Jalen Hurts' name. Y'all better I put mean, some respect on that man's name. Granted, the man, you know, played four games last season with an O-line that was it was fucking putting pieces together like it was a Connect Four game. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, let me take this one out. Well, put that one in. So what he did in them four games – was like, all right, there's something there. And if, I think a lot of people didn't look at it like, oh, no, it was only four games and it was into the season, so people didn't really kind of care. And I'm like. Look, it was four games. The first game, I think he won that one. He balled out. And then he was, you know, his first year, still figuring stuff out. But now – you got a coach who is catering to his skill set. He's making the most out of it. He, This is what you do good. This is – all right, I'm going to put you in the best position to win. And he didn't have that before. And I think that was a problem. The coaches didn't do what they were supposed to to put them in the best position as a team to win. But now Sirianni all on board. Definitely. De- definitely is. And uh, last week, I think we saw it. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, uh, it was the Falcons. And I'm not going to say the Falcons. All right, I'm going to say the Falcons. The Falcons ain't as good as they used to be. Um, they ain't been that good in a while. But they are a professional uh, football team. I mean, you can say the same shit about the Jets. Everyone gets paid to play. Exactly. So you got to go out there and and give your best. I mean, you couldn't be in the league if you didn't meet some kind of standard. But and the thing that bothers me, nobody's was saying it's just the Falcons until the Falcons got their doors blown off. Before that, it was oh no, the Eagles. You know, new first year coach and and Hurts is going to be starting now. And then I don't know if they're prepared. And they got the young receivers. They may not be ready. We picked the Falcons, and then it's like oh well. Oh, they're a bad team. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, you going to do that? Like, I, I, I don't like that. I didn't like that at all. But um, I was impressed. I was truly impressed. Um, I'm looking forward to this week for multiple reasons. Uh, now it's on to what everybody is saying is a tougher test in the 49ers. Which I, I, I think it is. But, I mean, even, even that, it's like the 49ers are kind of banged up. So, are you gonna give us our credit if we win? Because what what was the nation calling the 49ers? 
Oh, the 49ers are elite. An elite team is what they called them. Yeah, the 49ers are elite. The Eagles ain't got no chance to beat them. Uh, so, you know, if we win, if we beat them, now they're not elite, you're going to go, oh, they was banged up. They was, uh, you know, they didn't have their, all their linebackers. Their secondary is tattered, so on and so forth. So, you know, Philly always get an excuse. We we always when we do something we ain't supposed to do. Oh, it was a fluke. Mm-hmm. Oh, so and so was, you know, was hurt. So they didn't have the scheme the way they wanted to. Just give us our due, man. If we beat you, we beat you. If we don't, we don't. That's it. Like I mean, trust me, ain't nobody harder on the fucking Eagles than Philadelphia Eagles fans. Yeah, you ain't never lied about that. You know, and and that go for the whole city. Ain't nobody harder than. <laughs> Just ask Ben Simmons. <laughs> Just ask. First of all, did you see that thing that LeBron put up where he was like, I wish people stopped posting videos of shit they do in mm, offseason? Yes, yes. And I was like, mm. thank you, LeBron. Take that shot at your friend. I'm sure you, I want to say you probably wasn't talking to Ben, but I'm going to say your ass was talking to Ben. Like, no, but like real real talk. And, we'll, and we're going to get back to the Eagles, but I'm sick of seeing the Ben Simmons in the gym shooting three-pointers, going hard at people, and, I mean, knocking them down with consistency. And you won't take a 15-foot jump shot. Better yet, you won't take a two-foot layup in a playoff game. Duh. That right there? Because you're afraid to get fouled and go to the <laughs> free throw line. And that was the thing. And you you know I don't watch basketball as much as you watch basketball anymore. Yeah. And – but I was watching, and, and me and, like I said, me and Brandon talk all the time. And was, I'm watching the game, and I'm talking to Brandon, and I'm like, this big motherfucker, all you got to do is give him the ball and charge the fucking lane. I'm like, it's either, it's either going to be an offensive foul or a defensive foul. I'm like, he's afraid to go to the line, though. You're 6'10". I don't know. Like, he might be like, I know LeBron's like, 260-something. I mean, he might be like 245 in that 245, 260 range. Like, you can probably manhandle just to almost anybody on the court. But because you're afraid to go shoot a free throw, yeah. you what's the name? Yeah, so uh, and if anybody listening to this knows my brother, you've seen my brother. My brother ain't no small guy. And he ain't scared to mix it up with dudes that's bigger than him. And, I mean, we talking driving the lane. He, he he just ain't gonna do it. So to be I'm that ball. big, to be that big, and to be scared to pretty much run and bump your body into somebody at full speed, you can miss me with the bullshit. Exactly. So hopefully the Sixers do what they got to do and get him out of here, and we can get a fresh start to the season. Yeah, hopefully they do. So, but we'll see. But anyway, back to the Eagles. So uh, this week they got the Niners, man. Um. I think we're going to see a lot of what they tried to do in their game last week, which is I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Lance is not the starter, but you see him on their first series as the quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised just trying catching the Eagles off guard. You know our linebacker core is a little bit depleted, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if when they – you know, the 49ers come to the ball for their first series. Trey Lance is the quarterback under center. I think he'll get in there at some point. 
I don't think he going like start start the game, but they are going to probably throw him in there to try to throw us off to try to throw the timing because that D line get going, and they start teeing off. But um, you know, I think if we can force turnovers, which we didn't do last week, but it's okay if we can force an early turnover, that's going that's going to set the pace. Like I told you, like they fumbled the ball, they they lost three fumbles last week. One of them they ain't nobody touch him. He lost it. So, you know, I think um, – and if you can make Jimmy G throw, because he ain't – he's not going to beat you through the air. So, you turn them into – you not. turn him into a th- turn into a throwing game, it's a wrap. And we've seen that in the playoffs. They the, 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 When the run is negated and you can't run the ball, put the ball in Jimmy G's hands, he, not, he ain't doing it. Exactly. He ain't doing it. And they don't have Mostert this week because Mostert's hurt. Yep. Now they got this uh this uh, other kid. This I don't know if he's a rookie. He might be, and he had a good game. But you know, I don't want to. I'm not going to say it was the Lions because they're a professional team. The boy got off. Okay. And you know he had he had a good game, but this Eagles D line is different. Yeah, and I think this Eagles D line after that second half in Atlanta, they was just they just wanted to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. They ain't care who the fuck it was. I want to say they would have hit your grandma walking across the street if they could. Yeah, man. But like, uh, they, just, they, they was off. hungry. They 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 was going after anybody they could. Shit, I want to say they, you know, they could have ended up with penalties just tackling motherfuckers at random. Just I ain't get a hit. So sit your ass down. Listen, I was like I was pleasantly surprised last week. Like I I didn't I it was never any doubt in my mind that we would win that game. I knew that that would happen, but like the fashion in which they did it, and the way like shout out to the rookie to the punter. Listen, everything yeah. he hit inside the ten, yeah. ten or less. Like he did his thing. Special teams did theirs, and then the corners. Before you know, we used to have a burn unit. You know, with Namdi and 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 Jalen Mills, Mr. Double Move hit mm-hmm. Jalen with the double move. It's an automatic touchdown. But now, you know, we got Slay, you got Nelson, Harris, you know, you got some people back there. We still waiting on Rodney McLeod to get back. Um, he out again this week. But Kayvon Wallace yeah. did his thing last week. Yeah, now, the only thing I need is Kayvon to just calm down a little bit. You know, he he, he get he get a little riled up. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, playing professional football, I'm sure. But sometimes he get a little too worked up. And then he mm-hmm. get himself going, and he overshoot plays, yeah, this or is... or he 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 bring penalties. So I just need the young guy to just calm down a little bit. You gonna get your shine, trust me. You you gonna get one, and you are gonna take it to the house, and the stadium gonna go crazy. I ain't saying it's gonna happen this week, but if it do, then it do. But uh, you gonna sit, and it's gonna be worth waiting for it. Uh, you know, this long. You know, we both uh. So, so what's your prediction for this week? What is my prediction for this week? I'm saying Eagles 30, 49ers 27. 30-27. That's a close game. Yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be a close game. I think uh I want to say we're going we're going to have to put a a game winning drive together. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that come fourth quarter, we ahead by a decent margin. I got 28-17. Eagles, 28-49ers, 17. Um, 
I think that our defense is going to win this game. Defense is going to force two turnovers, and that's going to turn into at least – I say it turn into 14 points. Somebody's one Somebody on the defense is getting a pick six. Slay is taking one to the house this week. I think Slay is taking one. Slay is taking one. I think I think he gets one this week, um, especially since he's going to be playing inside a lot because they're going to put him on Kittle. I mean, you have you, to. You, you have you, no choice. <laughs> yeah, you, you have no choice. I mean, I understand they got Samuel on the outside and they got Brandon Ayuk, and bo- both of them can burn. But if you let Kittle get off. It's gonna be a long day. Well, I don't know because like there was a report like Ayuk didn't get much burn last week, and they were like they asked Shanahan like what's going on with that, and he was like, well, you know, somebody ahead of him is doing better in practice, and like so he's like uh, okay. he uh-huh. then but then he retracted and was like, well, he's not in the doghouse, but like you ain't putting mm-hmm. him on the field, like no, so now you no, got a disgruntled receiver, right? You you in the doghouse, young brother. So yeah, like you know, but I, I think, but I like the way that uh, Cannon, Jonathan Cannon, the D coordinator for the Eagles, like he like no nothing over the top. You can go underneath. We don't go underneath, and we are gonna smack you. Okay, but yeah. you can't. Yeah, yeah. I'm not giving you the over the top. Exactly. But that's what I want to see from the Eagles this week. I want you to put Quez <laughs> on one side. Put Rager in the slot or on the other side and let Smitty go in the slot and just say, run. Just run. Because Quaz can run right past his defender. Oh, definitely. And let Jalen just. Because I mean, what they got, they got a rookie back there. They got a, they got a bull who was on a practice squad. Mm-hmm. And you got uh, two banged up. Yeah. So. And Josh Norman. <laughs> Burners. <laughs> He's cooked. Burners. Like just just put Quez out there, like boom, just hit him, hit him with a, a slant and go, and just like hit him with a sluggo, and I, I'm excited. I think I think we get a deep ball touchdown this week. Yeah, well, hopefully when we talk to y'all next week, we will definitely be in uh, in great spirits. We're going to the game tomorrow. It'll be our first home opener uh, that we'll be going to together. So, so you've been the one without me. No, I ain't been in one way. Oh, okay. Just checking. I was trying to think of a way to clean it up. See? <laughs> like, you always trying to leave me out. Like, I said, uh, damn, I'm but your it, brother. Anyway, yeah. So we'll we'll be down there all day. You know, if you listen to this and you down there, come holler at us. Let us know what you thought of the podcast, if you had a chance to listen to it or not. Um, with that, let's move on. And on our football seasons, we decided we are personally going to give you guys our top ten football movies of all time now these these are our personal favorites these are not anybody else's these are what we you know preferably like for football movies so i'm gonna let brand i'm sorry king will go first uh and give you his top 10 and then i'll give my top 10 now and but i'll jump in there and discuss on on, on what he comes up with See, we're going to have to work on this. Uh, we on we this definitely are. We definitely because, are. Uh, you just <laughs> over here, like, I, I'm telling you. All right, so I do have my top 10 here. The first thing I want to do is give a shout out to two honorable mentions. And one of them, we talked about this already. One honorable mention is The Water Boy. You got to love Bobby Boucher. He just want to play foosball down there. Okay? Foosball is the devil. Foosball is the devil. And then our other honorable mention is The Blind Side. Michael Orr, listen. Now that that's my wife's favorite movie. Don't get me wrong; it's, it's a football movie. 
I like it, but I cannot. It come on too damn much. Like, like every, time you, every weekend, yeah. you turn the damn TV on the blind side. On the it's blind like, side is on all, right, all the time. Enough is enough. The blind side is on all the time. So I'm going to start from the bottom, and I'm going to work okay. my way up. So number 10, show me the money. Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Now you, go ahead. I'll let you finish yours. Go, all right. Now, 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 that, didn't even, that didn't even make it on, on mine. And don't really? get me wrong. No, no. I like Jerry Maguire, but it's more a, a Tom Cruise type movie than it is like football. Like it, it's don't get me wrong, it's a good football movie, but you know when I think football, uh, I want to see some pads clanking together. I want to see some open field tech. I want to see somebody get rocked fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I want to see some some shit I can see on the football field. Oh, then you're gonna like you'll like the rest of my list. Then number nine, we got the replacements: Shane Falco, Shane. Thunderskull, Clifford Franklin, Clifford Franklin, Clifford Franklin only one going up for the ball. Clifford Franklin only one coming down with the ball. <laughs> and she was looking like, why do he keep put Ray pulling this towel up on his leg? <laughs> my God, we on TV live. Number eight, Little Giants. Gotta have an annexation of Puerto Rico. The ice box. If y'all, if y'all can see my wife, my wife in the background now, she's going, yeah, that's that's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Number seven, Rudy, Rudy. Now, that's, that, that's, I can't wait to hear what your, like, top three is because Rudy, I would Rudy, think Rudy is, would have to be up there. But see, like, okay, but saying that, Rudy is not, I mean, there's football in it, but it's more just like the story of it, like of him, the the perseverance, the what he showed to actually fight through. Because he was little, but he made that team. And then when yeah, you know but, they, I mean, they got even, him out there, even that Rudy, all that practice squad stuff, and and, and then trying to make the team, I think that would be a little higher on my list. But it, it's your list. It, it's your like. So go ahead. Number six, necessary roughness. Listen, one, of, one of my favorite football movies of all time. Playing in the rain, they were smacking people. You know, it's, Sinbad it's like, was out there doing his thing. Oh, we're playing everybody. Hey, I, you know, Rob Schneider sitting up there. I didn't get a chance to play. You know, fumble, fumble, lie up, fumble, Ruski. Oh, they had the Karate Boy too. He came through, yeah. fly kicking people. I, I, exactly. So, uh, Scott Bakula, Sinbad, great movie, older movie. If if. You don't know what I'm talking about. I, th- I think it was like early 90s um, when that movie came out. But go ahead. Number five, Any Given Sunday. Willie, Willie Beeman. Yeah, Willie Beeman got, got jacked up on the set. <laughs> he, he sure did. Him and LL yeah. was like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, oh, 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 yeah, young. Okay, young fella, yeah. Him and LL oh, yeah, got that. LL was in that movie. Yeah, man, no, but that that's a great football movie. That, that like, hitting. Um, who else is in there? Pacino? Pacino. Pacino's definitely, in there. Definitely uh, good so one. that's that's a good one. Uh, okay. Number four, Marshall. We are Marshall. We are Marshall. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, that Just that whole dynamic of. You lose the whole team. You lose the whole damn team and then pretty much got to build from scratch. And y'all build pretty much on the memory of that team. Yeah. And yeah. go out and just kind of shock go everybody. Out and ball. Um, now, my top three. One yeah. of my top three is top a football three. movie, 
but it's not a lot of football played in it. And we've talked about this. We talked about that. I know it's going. And to be. number three, draft day. Kevin Costner. Draft day. Listen, that is I an think extremely a, underrated movie, bro. Yeah, very underrated movie. I don't care what nobody say. That movie right there. And you know what I didn't realize? I was because it was I was watching it the other day after we had had kind of like that first talk about mm-hmm. this. Was Chadwick Boseman was in that? Yeah, movie. yeah, he was. Uh, uh, Vontez Mack. Yeah, Vontez Mack. Yep. It, it it was it was crazy, and it gave you kind of a a good look into uh, the other side of the coin. You know how that that front office kind of works. You know it's it's Hollywood, so I want to say in real life some of the yeah, shit that he did like, probably you know, like you're not going to give up your three number ones and then call the team that you gave them to. And get him back and tell him, I, and I want David fucking Putney. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> right? I want David Putney. Yeah, exactly. So, so what's, your, what's your top two? Number two, the program. Listen, you poo butt motherfucker. Alvin Mack. Listen, that the program, Probably that joint was crazy. Probably motherfucking linebackers you ever seen. What was a boy name that had was uh, painting his face? Latimer. Uh, Latimer. Yeah, yeah, man. That nigga was roided out like a listen, motherfucker. Listen, that, that shit was crazy. Yeah, roided out. I mean, and, and to me, so we're going to get to mother, but I'm going to just tell you all right now, that, that's my number one. And it's my number one because... It showed you everything. It took uh, Omar Epps' character. God, why can't I think of his damn name right now? He played receiver. No, he played running back. Oh, yeah. And ESU, which is the fictional college that it it took place for, um, already had a star running back. And he was the star coming out of high school thinking, oh, I'm going to get on a team. And as soon as they see me put the ball in my hand, it's over. Like, ain't ain't nobody else saying nothing. So you had him trying to, you know, show off like he was still in high school. Like he, Darnell Jefferson. Darnell Jefferson. You know, show off like he was in high school. Uh, then you had Joe Kane and Joe Kane dealing with his alcoholic father and, and him not being there in his life and, all he really wanted was his dad to come see him play. You had Latimer, Ray Griffin. That was the running back's name, Ray, Ray Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, yep. who was who was like a he was like preppy. He was like, uh, you know, his family was well to do. While you know, Darnell Jefferson came from the he came from the hood. Yeah, it's yeah. all. But you know what that it, that storyline is is in a lot of football movies. Like you get this star this all, star recruit come in, but he got beat out. Whoever. Yeah, but I mean, when Omar, he pretty much thought he should be starting no matter, he ain't care who was there. <laughs> he was like, yo, I'm I'm the one. I'm that guy. And like, then when he realized he wasn't the one, it, it uh, you know, it, 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 it gave the story a little more depth. But like I said, you and then you got Latimer, who was, uh, he wasn't the strongest guy in the world, you know, and... He finally made a start in position, and then he just kind of kept getting blown up at the line, you know. And then he started taking steroids because he wanted to be, he wanted to bulk up, he wanted to get stronger, mm-hmm. and it, it fucked with his brain and whatnot. 
And and then you had Alvin, who was the down south country boy who was trying to make it to the league uh, because he needed to take care of his, I think he had like three sisters and his mom or something. Yeah. You know. Then that injury. That injury, boy. Split that boy's leg. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear your number one. Number one. So, number one, I watched this the other day, and it, remember the Titans. Denzel in that movie and TC, TCU. Listen, it's my number one for many reasons. Okay. They came through a lot, but you had uh, – What's my man named? Julius Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was uh, yeah? Sunshine Ronnie Bass. Yeah. You had uh, Petey, the running back. Yeah, Petey. Um, Sweet feet. Louis Louis Lastic, the, yeah. uh, the, the 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 guard boy. Uh, you had Rev, uh, and then like uh, attitude reflect leadership. That's mm-hmm. it. You you the team? What team? Tell them they won't block for Rev worth blood nickel. Exactly. <laughs> Wear myself out for the team. He's like, you the leader, right? Mm-hmm. Gary Bertier. Like yeah, yeah. that that right there, that yeah, was when, a when, Coach Yotes. Yep. And when him and Julius finally, you know, kind of put their shit to the side. Yeah, I mean, man. And and came together. That's that was the core of the team right there. That's it. That's strong it, side. Left side, strong side, yeah, and then that, then that's when you saw, and they like, and from there it took off, and for them to do that in that climate, and I mean, it was listen, that's a good damn, a good damn movie, period, good damn movie. like, yeah, and it was good football in there too, like yeah. people was getting smacked, somebody got clotheslined in one of the games, it's like you know, oh yeah, yeah, I remember, but that. It, it showed like, and you know, showed the dynamic, like you got people who've been playing, and now all of a sudden you can't keep up. And they when they took uh, Allen out the game, and his dad's like, put him back in. And the girl's like, Coach, he's getting beat like he stole something. That's how the Eagles secondary used to be. Um, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah, like talk about that. It but, was uh, it was just a you know that that's that was a for me that's my number one football movie. I will watch that movie time and time and time again with no problems whatsoever. Yeah. So now that we've gone through my top ten yeah. and my honorable mentions, let's go. So we're we going to quickly run through mine because our lists are similar in some ways. So we both have uh, the water boy as an honorable mention. And I know anybody listening to this, any, any of my football buddies, any anybody who like football, probably like, oh, you ain't do Friday Night Lights. That's a great movie. Oh, you ain't do Varsity Blues. I, I know. Don't get me wrong. Great movies. But these are my movies. These are my movies that I could watch over and over again. So. My honorable mention is the Water Boy. My, you know, King over there, he had the same thing. My number ten is Little Giants. You know, you, you can't not have the ice box on your list. I, I feel like the ice box just got to be on the list somewhere. Absolutely, and it shows you start shows you where you, where you started from. Exactly. So number nine, the replacements. Uh, we already talked about this. It, it's it's a great comedy movie. It's, is a decent football movie. Um, so we'll move on from that one. Uh, eight, Necessary Roughness. Again, great comedy movie, good football scenes, um, nice little story to it, nothing over the top. Oh, remember they had the female kicker, bro? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the John who played uh, in Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Uh, she. Oh, uh, Erica Ellis. 
Elenik or however you fuck you say her last name. Yeah, she. Yep. I was just mm-hmm. watching Under Siege last night, matter of fact, and she was in that joint. So, mm-hmm. so now one he didn't name and one is on my list is uh, the Express. We definitely talked about that. We did talk. We about did it. talk about that, and that that's a very good movie, and I, I do like that movie. Yeah, I mean, what can, what can you say? <laughs> It, it pretty much documented two of the greatest running backs that we know t- today. And it was some hard hitting in that one. Some hard hitting. Yeah, no, no. I I, I like I, I definitely do like that movie. Um, if we made this list like top fifteen, the Express would make this list hands down. Um, but these though, like again, those were mine's and these are yours. So that right now, that's the only one so yeah, far I think that that's we kind of only, only difference so far. So uh, my number six draft day. Uh, we already talked about it. We both think it's anybody who doesn't think Draft Day is a great football movie. I I can't. I don't know what's wrong with you. It, I think it's an awesome football movie, but that's my personal opinion. Number five. I don't remember if you said this. No, you did say this one. Uh, we are Marshall. Yep. Um, Marshall's we, in my top five. We talked about that. Uh, four was any given Sunday. Okay, it's definitely we, we flip flopped our four and five. See, like we're we're similar, very we're, similar, very similar list so far. Uh, now my Rudy is higher than his Rudy, so Rudy is my number three. Um, it, it I just kind of remember watching Rudy, and it, it's one of those movies that if it's on, I'm definitely going to sit down and watch it. Um, you know, while it's on, so. My number two is his number one. It's Remember the Titans. Uh, awesome football movie. You can't go wrong with Denzel. So, and my number one is the program. And like I was telling him yesterday is we, we kind of went over these lists and just kind of compared our – he didn't want to, but I kind of made him do it. Um, we just kind of compared the list, and I'm like, the program just – like I said, that story in the program to me is just—it's just one they haven't duplicated yet, um, and it really gave you the kind of the—you know—it was like a coming, of, like I said, it's coming to age story. All these kids it was college age, so they anywhere from eighteen to twenty-one, twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all the life struggles they had to go through, everything they had to do with you know with the team and whatnot. So, but that's one, you know, you don't hear too many people talk about it. You, you, like, if you, if you've watched it and you know about it, you talk about it. Yeah. But if you haven't seen it, then you don't say nothing. So that's my number one. If I find it on, like, if I just happen to find it on, like, I I think I had seen it like a couple months ago and I got like super excited. And just pretty much stopped what the fuck I was doing and watched it, and it was on TNT or TBS. So it cuts uh, it. it of cuts course, it, it was cutting it, and it it, it negated a couple of things. But don't you hate that? I definitely do. Be a movie you've been looking to especially, watch, especially like, a movie like that that you can't. To me, you can't pull some of those scenes that they pull out. Um, you know, for that I even forgot about the rich bull who had his girlfriend taking a test for him, she got caught. And, you know, he felt like because his daddy pretty much uh, built some buildings on the school, he could do whatever he want. And if he got in trouble, well, my daddy gave y'all some more money. And you let it go. And you let me go. And 
that wasn't the case. He he got he got caught up one time. So that's our top ten. Uh, we're going to move on to kind of what we're watching on TV, and then we're going to get ready to wrap this up. So what are you currently watching? I know we just got finished. We just finished up P Valley. Yeah. Now, now don't y'all crucify us. Some of y'all had already been P Valley fans. We just started watching and finished it this this week. Yeah, we finished I it. I, I I fin- yeah, we finished it the same day. Yeah. So, I, but I might have started watching it last week and just kind of uh. went away from it. Um. So me and you both are anticipating BMF. Oh yeah, B- uh, BMF. I watched the trailer. Twenty six. Yeah, next uh, next Sunday. Okay. I watched the trailer a bunch of times. Um, I I I'm, can't wait to see that. I, I'm watching Raising Canaan. Uh, the Power Book series is actually good. Okay. I thought it was gonna fall off, but like nobody crucify me. I've never watched Power at all. Yeah, you got you gotta get your life together. <laughs> you gotta get your life together. Um, you know th- that's something else I'm watching. I watch Chicago PD. I don't watch all of them. That's all the all the regular shows is coming back. Chicago PD, nine one one, all that stuff. Yeah, and for those who don't know what BMF is, uh, BMF stands for Black Mafia Family. It was a drug drug racketeering family in Detroit, black uh, family in Detroit. Um, so you you'll get to see the ins and out of of that. Um, me and my wife are currently watching a show on Hulu called uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. When I tell you, Nicole Kidman and this fucking playing this damn psychiatrist who is doping the people that she is fucking, uh, she is treating it, <laughs> just some of this. The crazy shit that is going on. What I think. How many episodes are we in? She says six. I I, I don't know. I don't think it's six, but we might be. Um, I think it's only in. It's either seven or eight episode season. Um, but it, it's got a lot of big names in it. So if, if you watch Snowfall, it's got um, man boys in it. I don't remember. I don't know his. Uh, I've never watched Snowfall. You need to get your life together. <laughs> yep, I've never watched Snowfall. I mean, well, you know what? We're gonna talk about getting our lives together. You never watched Godfather or Harlem. Well, that's because I don't have epics, but it's it's not that I don't want to watch it. Like Power was like one of the things uh, I could pass on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's not that I don't want to watch it. But I'm probably get with you and so I can see Godfather or Harlem. Oh yeah, you going you gonna like that. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's got Man Boy in it, and I'm sorry, y'all, I don't know his name because y'all might know him by his actor name. Uh, it's Nicole Kidman. It's um, what is the Melissa McCarthy's in it? Uh, who else is in it? Uh, what is the boy name? I can't think of. I had to get y'all a a, a a cast list next week. Um, Cause I can't think of everybody's name, but if you get a chance, check it out. It's on Hulu. Uh, I think it's a great watch. So you got anything else you watching? You want to maybe recommend to people? What else am I watching? Um, it's a show on A and E called Accused, Guilty, or Innocent. I like crime stuff. I watch that. Uh, of course, I watched the first forty-eight. I'm addicted to the first forty-eight. 
you know, I, I'll sit there and watch marathons of that. I'm just trying to think of anything else. Um, you remember the show I couldn't think of that I asked you? We was at mommy's house and I couldn't remember the name of the show. I said it was like a it was like a live show and I couldn't think of the name. Live PD. Oh yeah! Don't live, ask me listen. why I just started a fucking live PD. Name, uh, live rescue court cam. Well, court cam is hilarious. Yeah, listen, court cam is absolutely funny. Cops reloaded. All right, thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, if you like what you heard, uh, give us a follow, give us a subscribe on the platform, your podcast platform of choice. Um, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Um, I know some people are probably going like, to ask us, are you going to do video? We will do video um, eventually, but we just want to kind of get this off the ground, get it running, and uh, get you get it out to you guys and see what you think. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Uh, the Broad Street Brothers Podcast page is up and running. Shout out to our social media director, E. Wilk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going to take this journey, and we want you to come along with us. Uh, you'll there, you'll find out information when we're posting a new podcast. If there's anything special coming up, if we have any special guests or anything like that, like uh, B said, listen, we appreciate you, we thank you, and uh, just stay tuned and enjoy the ride. All right, we catch y'all next week. Out.